Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Listen, I'm Myron Metcalf here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, also on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet us at Amber W Sports at Metcalf by ESPN and join the conversation on the CC call-in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've been talking a lot about Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets nonstop, but there's another team on the East Coast that uh, should get our attention as well. James Harden, due $47 million if he decides to opt in to his deal. Obviously, a lot of conversation around that decision that he will make uh, at some point soon. Here's Brian Windhorse on what this decision could mean for the 76ers. The Sixers are operating right now like they're about to have some flex- salary flexibility. And it looks like they're going to try to sign P.J. Tucker. Mm-hmm. The only way they can do that is if they trade a player, which I don't see, or if James Harden is ready to take a pay cut off of this $47 million right now. Um, now, it doesn't have to happen this way, but James Harden could be on the verge of opting out of his contract and not only not taking a max, but lowering his salary this year to open up space to add a player. And so this is a guy who demanded out of Houston, demanded out of Brooklyn. His first order of business when he got to Philadelphia was to say, I know you want me to pick up this option so that we know that there's no drama next summer, but I'm actually not going to pick it up. I know that I said I was going to pick it up, but I'm not going to pick it up. Imagine your first order of business with a team that's just stuck their neck out to trade for you is, is to that, kind of go back on the word yeah. that you yeah. already made. Having said all that, okay. he might be about to really help them build this team. Yeah. So let's see what he does with this option today. You know what I'm not going to do, uh, Amber Wilson? when it comes to having an opportunity to take a $47 million salary, I'm not taking a pay cut for anybody, right? I'm going to get my money, especially if you're a James Harden. You don't know when you're going to get that other opportunity again. We're going to get to whether or not Doc Rivers plays a role in what's going on with the Sixers. But as it stands now, Amber, how good can the Sixers be if James Harden decides to opt in and they end up signing P.J. Tucker from Miami? Well, it's interesting how to structure things with James Hart. Typically, I would agree with you, right? Like you're not leaving $47 million on the table if you're James Hart, particularly with the question marks about where he's at at this point in his career. However, we know that he wanted to allegedly be in Philly this whole time, apparently. We know about the relationship that he has with Daryl Morey, and I think that that all factors into this because I will understand whatever he does here if it's in order to play ball with the 76ers. And then he deserves some credit for that if that's the case because if he opts in, then it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world because things get more complicated for them actually after 
after this next upcoming year in terms of other salaries. And then they'd have to make a decision after that whether they're going to pay him. But even if he opts out and they go ahead and have those discussions now, Myron, I'm guessing that they're able to structure things to help out the 76ers. And then he still would make up for that 47 somehow, some type of way, right? So it's like now we're dealing with the salary cap. Help us out here. We'll still get you your money, but maybe now it'll be finagled a different way over the course of, you know, a three-year deal or whatever it is um, in order to allow us to bring in additional help. If he's truly committed to that organization, then sure, he should do what he can. And I understand the expectation of getting paid as well, but we need to see him finally committed somewhere because he claims that this is where he wanted to be. I mean, there's those reports out there that this is where he wanted to be when he left Houston and they couldn't get that deal done. And so Brooklyn was just a stopover for him. And, and now it's kind of like put up or shut up for James Harden. My concern with Harden is that I've just gotten to a point where I'm done waiting for him to become peak Houston James Harden. Like I'm yeah, I think that's like that ship is sail. I understand he like the man's only what 32 years old and yeah. so theoretically he could still be in his prime and I'm here to tell you it, it, he ain't. It just doesn't seem like he is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like maybe he's taking care of his body the same way that some other guys around the league have. It doesn't seem like maybe that's the priority for James Harden. It's hard for me to believe that now all of a sudden he's going to take it up to some other level. And I held out hope for a long time there. But at this point, with what I saw from him in Philly this past even, even after he was traded, I mean, forget about it. It's just not It's not what it once was. It can still be good. It's not mm-hmm. what it once was. I agree. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Iron Metcalf. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, we're not getting MVP-level James Harden, I think, ever again. But but I will disagree. He is certainly committed. He's committed to going to the club in Philadelphia. And if he was as committed as going to the club as he is to the team, now you might have something there. But I don't know how much he cares about being the best version of himself, to your point. Maybe they come up with some deal uh, two or three year deal where he sticks around for a few more few more years till his mid thirties, but Philly has a bigger problem. Like yeah, James Harden, we'll see what he is if he takes this takes this seriously. You know you have Embiid, an MVP candidate. Maybe you add a PJ Tucker. You got a bunch of role players on that team. The bigger issue that they have, Amber, is that Doc Rivers is the head coach. And if Doc Rivers is your head coach, that means you're probably going to fall short of your ceiling. Doc Rivers has had a Hall of Fame vending machine in his career. Mm-hmm. No one has had more Hall of Famers around him other than maybe Phil Jackson over the last 20-plus years. And All he can't the way back to Orlando, done. he's yeah, had the Hall of Famers around. He can't get the around. job done. And, and I think as much as we want to put this on James Harden and what he ends up doing, if he can play to a level of the James Harden from four or five years ago, Embiid, can he lead a team to a championship? All of those are fair questions. But the number one question for me going into the season is, Does anybody trust Doc Rivers to get the most out of this team? I'll start by saying, no way. I think Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in the league. Why should I invest in the idea that he's going to make something out of this Philadelphia team? You and I both like peppermint tea while we're on the radio, and we agree on Doc Rivers as well. I think Doc Rivers is highly overrated. I mean, you're talking even just getting one ring with the big three in the Celtics, right? One ring with those guys on the roster, frankly. But 
with everything else that's happened in Doc Rivers' career, going back to T Mac and the Magic, I mean, I, I guess he won Coach of the Year his first year, right, with the yeah. Magic. But there was years there that they should have been better, even with the supporting cast around T Mac. We could go back through his entire career. I know he recently did that for us on the he defense did. of his entire career. But I'm one who falls in line with you that I have felt like for a long time now that Doc Rivers is overrated. However, I do differ from you here. I don't think that's the biggest problem that the Sixers have because I do think that makes an appearance. Coaching matters. If we're talking about they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, the NBA Finals, then fine. He might get outcoached by whoever ends up on the other side. But it's getting there to begin with. That is a problem if James Harden isn't a serviceable player and frankly might be a huge problem if he's not a really great player. And that's really where I have the question mark now with Harden. I just don't know how good he can be anymore. So even if he's out there and he's dedicated and even if he structures his contract and all this stuff that we've been discussing with James Harden, I just don't know if he's got it. Like you said, he's been a little dedicated to maybe other things outside of the court. And I just don't know if we're ever going to see what we saw from James Harden back in the day. And also they might need that in in order to even get to the position where Doc Rivers coaching matters so much. So the only reason I differ from you there is just the level of importance, I guess, with superstars versus coaching generally in the NBA. It all matters. Don't get me wrong. And it all feels like a problem for the 76ers. And it's fair. James Harden is dedicated to Friday night. Uh, Doc Rivers is dedicated to underachievement. She's can, Amber can I say one thing, though, real quick? And I know we're up against it, Myron, but do we put too much on these? Like, we expect these athletes to be just so dedicated to their craft. Can we relate, though, a little bit to the James Hardens of the world that are like, hey, I'm out here. I'm rich. I've done my thing. I've made my money. Let's, and so, like, maybe I, I do want to enjoy it a little bit. And maybe not everybody needs to be the best player of all time. I saw an interview with Allen Iverson where he said someone told him to stop partying and he did for like a two week stretch. It was the worst two week stretch of his career. Like that's just who he was. Like once he got back partying again, he was great. Some guys, that's what they need. I get it. We don't bother people when you perform. The challenge is it all feeds into the narrative that perhaps James Harden isn't as committed as he should be to the game and preparing for the task it ahead. frustrates us from- when we know they have the talent. I think that's the frustration. There. We don't know if the commitment and dedication. Like we all there. believe that if we had that talent, we'd be we'd doing be more in the gym. It. We would be. But in maybe the gym. we'd also be in the club. You know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know I would be. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over seven hundred dollars on average. We want to hear from you all. What's the bigger question mark for the 76ers? James Harden or Doc Rivers? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up, I'm trying to read this. Is Penny Hardaway a bigger? Oh, no, they're not signing Penny Hardaway. Oh, is Jalen Brunson a bigger loss for the Mavs or a bigger gain for the Knicks? I'm sorry. Uh, we'll, that'll be next. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. We're here filling in. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. We're going to get to the Jalen Brunson conversation. It appears that Knicks fans believe they've signed uh, prime Jason Kidd or something like that, but we'll discuss that at some point in the future. First, got a couple callers who want to, I guess, give us their thoughts on whether it's Doc Rivers or James Harden. We got Don in Dallas. Don, what do you have to say? Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. thanks for taking the call. Hey, but uh, first of all, I'm not a Doc Rivers fan, but uh, y'all, the way y'all are measuring Doc Rivers saying he's overrated, all the players that in that area that didn't win a championship are overrated too. The bad boy Pistons. Uh, one Ewing, because you got to remember, you had three of the most transcendent players ever to play the game during his tenure. You had Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, uh, LeBron James, and then don't, not to mention Phil Jackson and Popovich, who's won a lot of those titles during his tenure. So if if he's overrated, then a lot of those players y'all are saying are great are overrated. I mean, thanks for the call. I mean, maybe, but the the challenge with Doc Rivers is that he's had a series of great players. From Orlando to Boston. They held that press conference at the elementary school with Kawhi and Paul George. You can't get over that press conference at the elementary school. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I I feel bad for the kids, Amber. The kids deserve better than what they got after that. And then he goes to Philly. And he's got, you know, uh, 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 once in a generation, maybe big man and Embiid and other talent around him. He can't get it done there. So, Amber, it's hard for me not to look at the Sixers and think that. Doc is a part of the challenge they're having and kind of rising to the level of contending for a championship. Yeah, I mean, what one of his best teams, right? Like, one of the, I guess the work that Doc did, I think that was most impressive maybe was with the Clippers back in, what was it, 2018, 2019, when they had no real star on that team. And they still made the postseason, I think, as the eighth seed and won a couple games against the Warriors. I mean, that was maybe even more impressive to me in terms of Doc's coaching because, like you mentioned, most of these other teams or versions of the same team had these mega superstars that you kind of assume – anybody could win with and I talked about that big three era in Boston like how many coaches would have won a championship with those guys and I think also you have to consider it's not like Myron and I are saying that Doc's a terrible coach but you have to consider where the narrative is for Doc Rivers and then these guys are just regurgitated around the league this is how it works right and so Doc Rivers the narrative around him I mean it does feel like nobody's been given more and at times done less with than him and that's real that's the real challenge he's had so much talent when will he you know elevate that talent I mean I'm still waiting for him to do that after win the championship in Boston Jared in Denver what do you have to say Hey, guys, uh, hope you're having a good day here. I just was calling um, mostly about what's kind of dominating the airways recently, mostly about what's dominating the airways recently. Um, a lot of talks about commitment and people's contracts and things like that. And as, as far as, you know, commitment to the game goes and along those lines, I'm not sure how much responsibility any NBA player has towards the commitment towards this team or the game in general. Um, I'm I'm not too sure how much commitment the owners actually have towards these individuals. 
And I know at the end of the day, they're out here trying to get contracts to create financial stability for them and their families. Uh, just another human out here trying to work. It's uh, out here in the real world. It's really hard to find employees that fully buy into the system. So I'm not sure it's their responsibility. Just grown men trying to make some money. Thanks for the call, Jared and Denver. I mean, Amber, I, I'm all for Westbrook opting in and getting his 47 million. I'm all for James Harden opting in and getting his 47 million. Get your money while you can. Right. But the criticism comes when you go, okay, are you equal to the value of your contract? Right. Well, and I, I mean, to Jared's point, yes, there are those problems that extend far beyond just sports, particularly right now when there's a ton of staffing issues everywhere yeah. in the country, right? Except for we are talking about people, and this is what the average fan has such a hard time kind of grasping or swallowing, is we're talking about people when we're talking about particularly these big names, which Myron and I are normally spending our time talking about here on ESPN Radio, we are talking about people making tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And so from the average fan perspective, it is inconceivable, yeah. Myron, to think, hey, this dude's getting paid $250 million and he may not show up and do his job every day or may not do the requirements of his job, which is to take care of his body in the most optimum manner. I guess all of us, and maybe, again, maybe it's an unrealistic expectation. I joked about it in the last segment, but I think all of us would like to believe that if somebody was willing to hand us millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, we would do everything it takes to continue to deserve that money if we had the talent to make that money to begin with. Like, we want to believe we would be dedicated to ourselves and to the craft enough. Now, maybe it's unrealistic, to Jared's point. And, of course, somebody's willing to pay it, and they're out there getting paid, and some of it has to be determined on the market, and you can't keep overpaying players that don't seem dedicated. And maybe that's one of the problems that we've run into at this point with Kyrie when we were looking at that market as well. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Amber, you give me $200 million, I'm building a house in the parking lot of the arena where we play games in. That's I mean, if ESPN I'm wants to give me $200 million, like, I'll never leave. <laughs> I'm never, you want I'll me to move into the studio in Bristol, Connecticut? Day. Fine. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 and ESPN. Plus, coming up, who was the biggest, dimen- biggest I'm sorry, omission from Keyshawn's list of the five scariest quarterbacks in the NFL? But first... This word from Indeed. If you're finding yourself needing to find your next great hire, then you need Indeed. Their hiring solution makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. You can conveniently schedule and conduct virtual video interviews right from the Indeed hiring dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews. Terms and conditions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Plus. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myra Metcalf. 
filling in for Canty and Carlin. You can tweet us at Amber W Sports or Metcalf by ESPN. Please give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'd love to know your thoughts on Keyshawn Johnson's top five scariest quarterback list. Amber, I, I saw this list in a tweet yesterday. And I was going, uh, can we give Keyshawn another chance? Like, was this his rough draft? Because <laughs> I think he needs a little bit of help. I'll read the list to you. Keyshawn I mean, Johnson. It's, it's Keyshawn taking a, a page out of Orlovsky's book, right? <laughs> With these zany lists. Yes, it's definitely. They definitely got together on this one. So he's just calling it scariest quarterbacks, which what does scary mean? I mean, that can mean a lot of things. But Keyshawn Johnson believes that the top five scariest quarterbacks in the NFL are as follows. I want to know your immediate reaction to this list. Number one, Lamar Jackson. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Josh Allen. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Number five, Kyler Murray. Amber, when you saw that list, what did you think and who was left off? I'm trying to make sense of this list because wouldn't scariest connote best? Myron, like if you're the scare, aren't you most scared of the dudes who are the best at playing their position? I would think so. Especially at that position. Like we're not talking about, you know, like the largest or most menacing. I don't quite know what he's doing here. I guess maybe he likes the most high faceted quarterback because he finds that to be scary. Is that what he's doing with Kyler? Because I have no idea why Kyler Kyler Murray is on this list. He seems like, I, I mean, he seems like in snippets. That he can be yeah. a great quarterback. We just, I mean, is the sample size large enough? I mean, Arizona has even wanted to deal with a new extension for him. And we've been talking about that forever. And I just, Kyler Murray, I mean, to me, I, he, I'm not ready to make him like top, 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 t- top tier. Like, I'm not, it's not even a yeah. huge knock on him. I think he's a good quarterback. But scariest? What are we doing with him on this list? And then, of course, there's the omissions, Myron. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know. What about that guy who's won more than anybody else in the history of football? Because, you know, he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And it somehow, at 44 years old, is somehow still near the top of his game. How about that guy? What's scarier than greatest of all time, Myron? Where's Tom Brady on this list? Well, you know what? Uh, Keyshawn Johnson was asked that very question by his co-host on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Here is what he was asked. With these other guys, you've got to figure out how to contain him. You don't have to figure out how to contain Tom Brady. You know, you keep him in the pocket and you put that that pocket rush into him and you push the pocket, you got something. You already know that. It's a simple game plan. Everybody knows that. But when you get out of your lanes with Kyler Murray or Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you get out of your lanes and your responsibility, you can you can mess around and get hurt really bad. That's not the case. That's not the case with Tom Brady. Um, okay, so so here's the reality about Tom Brady. Obviously, there are a lot of Tom Brady haters, and I and I understand, right? A guy who's been winning that long, but at 68 years old or wherever he is, (laughs) the guy led the entire NFL in passing yards last year. Like he wasn't just a good quarterback. He wasn't even just a very good quarterback. He was arguably the, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL at this age. I don't care what anyone says. Tom Brady not only has to be on the list of scariest quarterbacks in the NFL, 
it's hard for me to see a world where he's not number one, considering that he is still playing better than all these young quarterbacks who are trying to catch him. Tom Brady's not just on the list, Amber. Tom Brady, to me, is at the top of this list. First of all, it's scary that Tom Brady's like Benjamin Buttons, right? Like, that's already scary. That he's yeah. aging backwards. What's the secret, I man? don't know. Like, how How does it – I don't know. I don't understand what's happening. So, already, that's a little scary. I mean, I want yeah. some of whatever's doing that, but I'm a little scared of also whatever <laughs> is happening there. So, there's already that, that he's performing at that level at 44 years old. But then also, again, it's the whole, you know, greatest of all time thing. And you heard Keyshawn say it's a simple game plan. Well, if it's a simple game plan, everybody knows what's coming. Why has nobody been able to stop it for the last 20 years, Myron? What are you talking about? And it's funny because Bart Scott said something similar recently about Tom Brady, right? Where he said that he was a lot more scared of Peyton Manning than he was ever Mm. Tom Brady. And it's like, all right, well, I guess all these... I guess all these football players aren't scared of Tom Brady. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's why he's been winning all these Super Bowls out here, Myron, because nobody's taking <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady seriously. Maybe y'all should be scared. Maybe that would help. <laughs> Maybe y'all should need to be a little bit more scared of that man. Maybe that herein lies the problem. Yeah, that's the big problem. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf uh, here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel Lady, ESPN Plus. Yeah, there's I, other I mean, egregious omissions, by the way. There's on a this bunch list. of like, I mean, where is Joe Burrow? Where is Justin jo- Herbert? Those guys aren't scary to you. Will you at put all? Matthew Stafford on this list? Does Matthew Stafford deserve you know, a spot I, after winning I'm the not, Super Bowl? I, yeah, I don't want to listen. I, I love Matthew Stafford. I want to take anything away from his game. He wins a Super Bowl. You know, he was obviously everything that he did in Detroit got overlooked because of where he was for so many years. But no, I, I don't I don't have a problem if he's not on this list of top five scariest. It does seem like with Keyshawn, though, what he's doing here is mobile quarterbacks are scary. Yes. And if you're not yeah. particularly if you're a pocket passer, you're not scary. Like that's what he's even if you're the greatest of all time, you're not scary because you're you're in the pocket, apparently. Yeah, but it is scary to look down at the box score and see that you lost by two touchdowns <laughs> to a Tom Brady team. Like, that, that should scare you. That scary to me as well. Right? I, it's scary to your coaches and coordinators who know their jobs are on the line. I mean, listen, I understand that, like, a, a Lamar Jackson possesses a certain skill set, a, a Kyler Murray, but, like, until they do it for a consistent stretch, I can't put them on this list. I want to know what your list is. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What's your list? of the five scariest quarterbacks in the NFL. I'll give you mine, Amber, then I want to hear yours. For me, number one is going to be Tom Brady. The guy's throwing for 5,000 yards as an 83-year-old quarterback in the NFL. I don't know how he's doing it. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback maybe of all time. Uh, I think he's going to be number two, scariest quarterback. You don't want to see him. Mahomes at number three. Number four, I'll give you Lamar Jackson just because he's so unique and what he's able to do with his running ability. And then I think number five, you could probably put a lot of players in that spot. I'll give that to Josh Allen in Buffalo because of just how explosive that offense is there. But for for me, you know, get get Kyler Murray out of there. Definitely you better add Tom Brady to the mix. I'll give you my list because we're up against it after the break. Also, I got to formulate it. I appreciate it. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Candy and Carlin. More about the top five scariest quarterbacks in the NFL. Will Lamar Jackson get a new deal before the start of the regular season? That's next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Amber Wilson, I'm Iron Metcalf here on Canty and Carl and Amber. We have a Woj bomb. Is there music? Is there a Woj bomb? There should be a sounder with that. Washington Wizards star Bradley Beal has declined. Yeah, I like that. He has declined his $36.4 million option and become a free agent. His agent, Mark Bartlestein, a priority sports, tells ESPN, Bill is eligible to sign a five-year max to return to the Wizards. A lot of people assume he'll be back. However, Woj adds Amber, or Bill can sign elsewhere on a four-year deal. Is Bradley Bill keeping his options open, Amber? And what might that mean for the NBA? I can't imagine that Woj throws that into the tweet for no reason. And I did not think leading up to this point, Myron, that there was a very good chance at all that he was leaving Washington. Nobody seemed to. And we've been discussing this for the last few days on air. And it seems like everybody we've talked to expects him to resign and to sign that five-year deal. He can get the most money, obviously, in Washington and get the most years in Washington. And I've been saying I want him to go somewhere else. Like, I'd love to see it as a Hoops fan. I'd love to see him in a different uniform competing. But at the same time, I guess if he wants to stay loyal to his team and he wants the most money, maybe he really likes his life there, fine. Except for now, I'm starting to actually believe that maybe, like, you don't throw that in there in your woge unless there's a real reason for it right yeah unless someone's telling you that he might be serious about looking elsewhere at the same time only washington can offer him five years 248 million right and i understand like we look at these guys amber these elite athletes and we say well what's the difference between 248 million and 200 million or whatever that deal would be that's a huge difference, right? If everything's relative, I mean, a guy isn't going to leave just a full year, I wouldn't think, on the table when you're going into that stretch of your career where you don't know that you're ever going to get another big deal. So my my, I guess my sense is Washington certainly has the edge with that five years, $248 million, but maybe Bradley Bill actually wants to win, Amber, and if that's the case, Maybe he's looking around. Well, that's part of, I would imagine, this equation, right? And money's all relative. Like, we all think, like, once it gets to such crazy money, because none of us have it that are evaluating yeah. this, we're all like, oh, you know, what's another, you know, 10 million yeah. or something when you're at that yeah. level? But, like, money matters, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all relative uh, based on where you're at. He's 29 years old, obviously. Yeah. Five years provides more security than four, but there is the possibility you sign four, does. and then you make it up on the back end on your next deal, I guess. My guess is he's going to get his money. Who was the biggest omission from Keyson Johnson's list of the five scariest quarterbacks in the league? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com
This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Plus, she's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. Uh, and we've been talking a lot about Keyshawn Johnson's list of the top five scariest quarterbacks in the NFL. Keyshawn Johnson of KJM, former NFL wide receiver. His list, Amber, that he tweeted out or that he talked about on the show the other day. Number one, Lamar Jackson. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, Josh Allen. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Number five, Kyler Murray. We want to hear about your list. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. But first, Amber, would love to hear your list. Who are the five scariest quarterbacks in the NFL, in your opinion? Well, the number one scariest quarterback in the NFL is also for me, like it was for you, Tom Brady, Myron, because you can't get scarier than the greatest to ever do it and the greatest to ever play that position. I was a Brady hater for a long time. Like you mentioned, right? The greatness brings some of that when he was in New England. But like, you know, at this point in his career, like... It's impossible to hate on the man. And he's still out there doing it at 44 years old. I would be scared of facing that man if he was 64 years old (laughs) out there still playing on that field. So for me, he is the scariest. Aaron Rodgers, a close second right behind him. The greatness of Aaron Rodgers. Also, late 30s, playing at the very top of his game out here, winning MVPs still. Uh, Josh Allen, I don't have a problem with him being on this list. Keyshawn has him on that on his list as well. We agree there. Patrick Mahomes, of course, as well. And then for me, I had a hard time with where to round out this list between Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. I actually went with Herbert because of the physical Mm. accolades to me because of where I think his career is going to go and end up over the next 15 years. So for me, Justin Burrow, what he can bring and what I think he will bring uh, is very scary. That makes sense. Nah, she's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf uh, here on Candy and Carlin. I think that fifth spot is open, you know, and it could change this season maybe from week to week, but I think you got to get Kyler Murray out of that list. Kyler yeah, Murray Kyler out of the list. I didn't have Lamar on my list uh, either. I, that one's more like on the fence for me. You had him on your list. I could see it either way with Lamar. Yeah, but I mean, you also, you look at a guy with the recent injuries and the way mm-hmm. he plays. I think this next two to three year period for Lamar Jackson is going to mean a lot for his career because I think he's going to have to make some adjustments from a durability standpoint. Jim in North Carolina, what's your list of the scariest quarterbacks in the NFL? Hey guys, big fan of the show. So I was listening. I guess I would start my list. I'm a native New Yorker. So I'm thinking of, do we put the quarterback behind the line of the New York Giants? Who then becomes the scariest? Mm. So I'm thinking Tom Brady would get killed like everybody else. So I'm going to go with um, Mahomes, number one, Josh Allen, number two, um, Rodgers, number three, and then four and five. I'm kind of like Amber for those last two. I'm going to, you know, it can be um, Burroughs or Herbert. Uh, those guys are, they're just winners. They can put the, the, the team on their back. They don't have that frustration level that, like uh, Kyler Murray, you knock him around a little bit, he's not as scary. Same thing with Brady. You knock him around, he doesn't get as scary. So I was kind of with Keyshawn going with some of these more mobile, um, unflappable QBs. 
I mean, it's amazing to me, Myron, though, that people aren't scared of Tom Brady because he's not mobile. I mean, it hasn't it hasn't mattered one iota in his career that he's not mobile. Five hundred yards, he's capable of any game. You should be definitely afraid of that. Also, surprised you don't know Lamar Jackson again. I know you didn't have him on your list. I I think he's definitely in the conversation. I don't know that he's the scariest, but his skill set is unique. Well, especially Mike since had, that caller was, had an affinity for mobile quarterbacks. So you would think like yes. Lamar, Joe Burrow. I mean, to that caller's list. point, like Joe Burrow, you just saw in a Super Bowl with a terrible O-line, right? So you've yeah. seen Joe Burrow do it and survive a bad O-line and, and be durable. So he, yeah. I, I guess, uh, you know, his existence on that caller's list, you know, makes sense. I don't have a problem with that one. Or they better upgrade that offensive line if they want Joe Burrow to be able to do this for the next decade of his yeah. career. Mike in Michigan. What's your list of scariest quarterbacks in the NFL? Hey, hello, Amber, and hello, Myron. I'm at a little disadvantage because I heard uh, Keyshawn earlier, and I didn't understand who was thought, who was scared. And so I, I have to revise my list. But if you're, looking at, um, if you're looking at season ticket holders or advertisers or masseuses, the number one is the shot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, cut that guy. See, yeah, all, we got to have a wholesome conversation. We try to have a wholesome conversation about the scariest quarterbacks in the NFL, and then something like that happens. Nick in Chicago, I hope you have a pure list of scariest quarterbacks in the on league. the field. On the field, who's the scariest on the quarterback? Field. What's your list, Nick? Well, you know, uh, first off, if you know, the fact that if we were thinking about the scariest quarterbacks of all time. Tom Brady should be number one on that list. So it's beyond me that Keyshawn doesn't even have him on this current list that we're talking about right now. But if I was have to say number one, absolutely Tom Brady. And as a Bears fan, number two, Aaron Rodgers. We never can beat this guy. He always comes okay. back no matter how we're up or whatever. Number three, Josh Allen, easy. That offense is way too explosive, and they're going to do big things this year. Number four, it's a toss-up between Herbert and Burrow. Number five, you have to have Lamar Jackson on this list. He is easily one of the scariest quarterbacks for anybody, any defense to face. So, Nick, Nick no you Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. No Mahomes? No Patrick Mahomes, Nick? I it's a toss-up uh, toss between Lamar ooh, Jackson I don't, and Patrick I don't, Mahomes. See, I don't think Mahomes a is a toss-up to on any list. Mahomes... Might be headed to being the greatest quarterback not named Tom Brady. Like, that's that's where he could be headed. I Patrick know. Mahomes is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Is that crazy to say? All day. Like, I feel pretty confident all day. saying no, that. All day. I, I don't know that anyone's better in terms of, like, who you would start a team with this season. It, Brady, Rodgers, and then Mahomes is right there, you know. And some people might have Mahomes even over Rodgers, right, because of his age. So, Mahomes has to be on this list, you know. Brady has to be on the list. Aaron Rodgers has to be on the list. The rest, it appears, is up for debate. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, also ESPN Plus. Continue to give us calls, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. No Matthew Stafford, though, huh? He doesn't, he doesn't no deserve Matthew that. No Matthew Stafford. Uh, I just yeah. can't do it. I, I mean, the, to me, this isn't just about, hey, have you won a Super Bowl or even appeared in a Super Bowl? It's like... Do you have the greatness that we fear? Yeah. And I guess that's how I'm judging it. Keyshawn's obviously judging it by do you have a multifaceted skill set and are you mobile? Yeah. I, I guess I'm judging my scary with greatness. 
those two things for me are tied together. Yeah, I mean, I think Stafford's in the conversation, but yeah, without knowing the personnel, the system, the offensive line, all those factors. I mean, Sean McVay would be on my list probably of scariest coaches. 100%. Yeah, whoever he's coaching is going to have a chance. But I think Stafford, Stafford probably has done the best job of earning the most respect from one year to the next of any NFL quarterback. People who forgot about him in Detroit suddenly said, well, you know what? We were wrong. That guy's one of the best. Coming up, will James Harden opt out in Philly? The deadline for players to opt out in the NBA is 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.